Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello and welcome to a very special episode of the Guitar Nerds podcast. I'm your host, Joe Brandon, and I'm here today at GitCon. Now, we've already put out uh, some podcasts on going to GitCon, um, and this is kind of, this is the next episode of that. So, once again, I've got uh, some guests with me, um, and I'm very pleased to have uh, Pixie Licks and The Tone King here. Um, Hello. Hello. Uh, how's it going? It is going great. Having a good time and uh, just trying to see as much as I could at the show and throughout the facility. Yeah. So that's that's it. So as you know, without going over it again, we're we're here at GitCon in Germany at the Framus and Warwick factory. And um, what's super cool is we've had the option to just kind of walk around and check stuff out, um, have a look at the, the factory itself, where they make the Warwick and Framus guitars. And uh, we've got an area upstairs where there are a load of uh, brands, guitar brands, amp manufacturers, um, and we can check out all their gear as well. And uh, basically, it's kind of like a an opportunity for loads of uh, YouTubers to get together and and make some cool stuff like this podcast um so yeah so how how has it been what have you, have you seen anything that's really jumped out at you because there's a there's a load of like cool guitars upstairs that new satriani model has been calling my name the entire time <laughs> i've been here i gotta say i there's no real change to it other than a kick-ass new color right. and the addition of a sustainiac pickup which okay. i have to say has been a lot of fun but there's just something about that guitar. I don't know. Maybe it's just that particular combination. But it's been calling my name. I think. Right. Okay. <laughs> so this this came up this came up earlier actually as well, and a lot of people have been kind of bang into uh, into the new Satriani model. They um, have not been, or they they have? they have been. Okay. But um. But yeah. So I mean, what, what do you think as a prog- as a progression? Um. You know, from from sort of previous from previous incarnations because what's the name of the color the red it's muscle car red so oh. take every color and add the words muscle car in front of it so i think he's got a muscle car orange yeah a muscle car purple yeah uh which is probably the the barracuda right so the the orange right yeah so the orange is probably i gotta think um like a hemi right like a maybe a hemi super b or something like that or a dodge charger right those were orange uh and then 
what was the purple? I think the purple was also the Charger, right? It had that, you could get it in the, like, uh, purple metallic. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, and then the, and then the, the other one was the, uh, is the new red, which is also a, a classic color, you know, um, you know, that's been out. And, and he's just going through a phase now where, you know, he's just drawing on very much like what Fender did with some, a lot of their classic colors, just straight out of the automotive industry. Uh-huh. And I think he saw that and said, you know what? That's actually pretty smart. And, and he said it started with seeing a car get refinished and this like new orange. And he was like, oh, that's it. And it was the original color, of course, when it was getting done. It was being restored back to its original glory. And uh-huh. to do that, they, you know, they pulled out the original paint color. And, of course, it's all freshly painted. And he sees that. He says, you know, that would look good on a, on a guitar. And that started it. And then I think they've been sticking with that theme for a little bit. And I got to say... That red is calling my name. <laughs> it's a really good looking color. And I know that it's, I don't know, so um, surface, right? There's, yeah. there's not a lot of depth just looking at a guitar and choosing it by its color. It, it feels very shallow. Right. Yeah. But uh, I like the color of that guitar. <laughs> it's like of all the guitars up there, that one just seems to be calling my name for some reason. But isn't it the color and uh, the first attracts you to an instrument right you see something on a wall and you're like wow let me walk over and check that out right yeah probably pretty much for anything there's first an attraction you see something and then you see if it's going to work right so you see a shape or color that you that catches your interest something you could live with and then it's like let me see if this is something and i think if you're already attracted to it Picking it up and, right, so already it's a good guitar before you've picked it up because it's already got a color and a look that you're interested in. And then when you pick it up and it's good, now it's an awesome guitar. <laughs> it's this weird thing that we convince ourselves, right? It's like, push, oh, yeah. And, you know, you've, it's, you're based bias confirmation, right? You've already convinced yourself it's probably pretty good. And wow, if it really is good. The worst is when you see a guitar that's really nice and you pick it up and, boy, it's a dog. And the disappointment... So this, actually, this is a topic that came up earlier as well. Um, uh, Trey from Gear Gods was saying that he um, he puts uh, far more emphasis on what a guitar looks like than he should, as in it's the most important thing for him, and he's kind of happy to make sacrifices else, elsewhere. I don't think I could make a sacrifice in the playability right. just for the look of the guitar. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I, I disagree with you. You love the Pacer, right? The Pacer is a Pacer. very heavy guitar. It, it, it's a heavy guitar, but I have other heavy guitars that are that are playable. I, I know what you're saying. It is a very heavy guitar. I'm just uh, saying you're, you're probably more forgiving for a guitar that you like, which goes to Trey's point of you really, you know, it's the looks that... that that's probably true. Way in pretty heavily. <laughs> not, not to try to prove you wrong, but I, I think that we like what we like, and we're more, if, we, if you like the instrument, you're more forgiving. Right. You know, if it's a little heavy, if it's not, you know, perfect, but you love that, the way that guitar looks. Yeah. Like you have an affinity with your Kramers and your Ibanez and that sort of thing. Right. You're probably more forgiving. If there was a guitar brand, we saw probably some brands over here that were looked a little over the top. You're probably less forgiving. They could play phenomenal, but if you don't like the way they look, probably you would, you know, pass on something until you find the guitar that you like the way it looks. I, you know, I think that, that that can be applied to many industries, the automobile industry, pretty much anything out there. You know, it starts with a look that you're comfortable with, and then from there, 
you know, you're trying to find something uh, that doesn't only look good but also plays well. Yeah, you need both. Yeah, you really do. It's, um, you know, it's just one of those things where you're uh, not necessarily swayed by the look of a guitar, but it opens, right, that, that it starts the process uh, by by looking at it and saying, you know what, this is this is something I could be I could live with, or maybe even want, like right now, like that Satriani. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and I guess and, and we're here kind of at the you know at the Warwick and Famous Factory, and they're a, a brand, two brands known for making relatively extreme looking guitars as well. So looks are a massive part of of the the, the Warwick. Um, thing uh you know especially when you think of i think they probably popularized the use of like things like jatoba babinga um you know before ibanez were really sort of now certainly on the bass front we've seen the new sr series basses that ibanez are putting out the btbs ibanez recently uh released a a single cut btb with a purple heart fretboard like the entire fretboard right. and so now we're seeing Ibanez really sort of up their game with exotic woods but you think you know when Warwick came about when they started becoming popular as a as a bass guitar brand and obviously famous before that um, they were kind of right there on the cutting edge of trying to make things that look different from from everyone else. I have a question um, thank you so uh, we went on a wood tour earlier and by the way this this facility is tremendous right both in the facility itself you know the the wood the wood uh the wood shed that we saw earlier did either one of you happen to they unlocked it and brought you inside did you check that out the 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 big outdoor wood yeah, facility yeah. yeah i did see the outdoor well we walked well, there was to, another one where it was all locked up and the the guy unlocks it and brings you inside okay and he had stuff that was bought back in the 60s brazilian rosewood stuff that you just can't you can't get any longer can't get any more um, and he said we could pretty much put together any guitar, like the master built stuff, any guitar that you could imagine. We have every, you know, I don't know, uh, 60, 70 different wood species. He said we, we have here, um, of course, paperwork and all that stuff. But the reason why I'm bringing this up is you had mentioned Ibanez is getting into these, um, you know, exotic woods. Does Ibanez themselves have a wood factory and if they don't because i always thought ibanez was more of a brand and then they have people build their guitars so my question is if they don't have their own wood factory who are they depending on to actually build those guitars with all the exotic woods well for the longest time it was fuji jengaki would do their japanese stuff but then that went to um jeez, oh, i can't think of, i'm drawing a blank right now but the dyna is it dynagaki and there was one other for um could be court it could have been either Court or Samick. Um, so who, they, they have factories. They like have they factories, have over here. right? So Ibanez is not a company; it's a brand, mm-hmm. and um, it's really Hoshino that owns it. And Ibanez is just a brand of the Hoshino umbrella, like Tama, uh, you know, Tama Drums. And uh, uh, so they they outsource pretty much everything, and they always have. The only time they've ever had their own factory is their custom shop in the United States. Which you know cranks out really the artists' instruments. Is that still there or no? Yeah, but it's only they only put out artist instruments, and I think it's out of like maybe California. They make this stuff for like Satriani and Vi, and they're all handmade. They don't get production models; they get all these custom shop models. But they only churn out like you know maybe 
I don't know, 25 guitars a year, right? They're, they're not, it's not a production facility. And why, and not to change the topic, but why wouldn't Joe Satriani or Steve I want to play the same guitars that they're selling with their names on them? Are they, I it, mean, they're phenomenal guitars, aren't they? Why would they want something that's handmade instead of uh, production made? It's not that they demand it. It's that that's what Ibanez gives them because Ibanez treats them like royalty because they're their flagship endorses. And so they're saying, look, you know, I'm not going to give you a, you know, you're our best. You're our top guys. Like, I mean, I, uh, Steve Vai and Joe Satriani are easily the two biggest endorsers for the Ibanez brand that sure. I can off the top of my head. Yep. And, you know, they look at those guys and they say, you know, you're our top guys. And so, like, we don't give you production models. You know, and even though they'd probably be like, "Oh, I'm fine with a production model," they're like, "We don't, you know, we're not giving you that. We're going to give you handmade, custom stuff because you're our guys, and we're taking care of you." And you know, it's a way to to, to really make the artist feel like. Wasn't there something that happened in the past on the legal front? I remember seeing Zach Wild talk about um, something along the lines of, "If I have a signature guitar and I'm not playing." The signature guitar, like for instance, they had the uh, the Epiphone Zach Wild, and then they had the Gibson Zach Wild. Right. And I vi- I vaguely remember an interview, or maybe it was Dave Mustaine uh, that was talking okay. about the interview, and he said that, you know, I'm kind of like legally bound to play the guitar that bears my name because otherwise it's like a bait and switch, right? If I'm not playing the guitar that has my name, but you're buying that as a signature series guitar, and I'm not using that, there's there's a disconnect there. Right, but. I, I think their point is is like um, there's production models and then there's prototypes and they could treat any of the ones that they play as these custom prototype, custom shop yeah. prototypes that they're giving to them and then they're saying like well, then we're going to get into production and those will be the production models and, and I don't think there's anything illegal about that. Um, it's just, it, it, where it gets it weird is like when uh, like you'll see an artist like I saw Ace Frehley one time and they, they put it on YouTube. He was playing in between the sets. So he was sitting in with a band. And then he does a couple of songs. But they, were, they weren't they were on TV. And when he was on TV, he was playing his endorsed guitar. Right. But then when they were in between and they shot it when the cameras were running, but not it wasn't released on television, but it was released on YouTube, he put a piece of black tape over the brand Ooh. name on the headstock. Um, not on the Gibson. He was using an alternative brand to Gibson, right. and he probably was feeling the need. I can't promote this brand. If this is if this video is going to show up anywhere, yeah. uh, Gibson is going to be really upset with me for playing another brand. The whole reason I'm giving them, I'm granting them exclusivity, you know, in exchange for maybe money plus a bunch of free guitars, and they're, you know, basically getting. I don't know kind of screwed if you're yeah, sure, <laughs> you know definitely. if you're you know playing someone else's guitar they're like hey we're, we're, we're showing you all this kind of love you got to show some love to us and so, so sorry yeah. oh no i'm sorry go ahead uh, so well speaking of like uh, ibanez and and sort of the, how they treat people like royalty an exception that springs to mind of that was the um the dna series of steve Vai signature models did did either of you see those i, I did remember that yeah yeah, yeah. So, is that something like they put some of his blood in the paint that's right yeah, yeah. and uh, that comes straight out of the kiss comic okay <laughs> that uh, been there done that it's as the famous saying goes it's been done yeah. and uh but yeah. anyway does that make the guitar better when you put like a little a sample of blood in the paint mix and it makes it sell better <laughs> i mean i was surprised at how many i think they made 25 and the guy who painted it was saying that the actual blood to paint ratio was like five to one. 
Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. And so that was, that was a, fair, a fair amount of blood went into the, uh, the DNA models. So, is- wait, no, no, no. So, wait. <laughs> When you say the, okay, so let's get our ratios correct. Right. When you're saying blood to paint, I think you mean paint to yeah, blood. Yeah, I do. Yeah, okay. I do. Absolutely. All right. Because yeah. you're, you're flipping those numbers. So I'm like, if that is 80% blood and 20% paint, that could be a biohazard. There's something, I feel like there's something wrong with that in general. It's like next thing you know, they're going to be mixing urine in and, you know, with the paint. You know what? If someone will buy it, they will do it. Well, that's that's it, and I guess that's why Ibanez did that. But certainly, I've always thought that's probably the weirdest signature model I've I've ever heard of. A little, little over the top. I feel like it's a little over the top. You know, I don't know. In yeah. whiz yellow. Do we do we, <laughs> do we get a, we get a uh, like a health certificate with that to make sure not a. You know? Well, you know what? There probably is an issue with that. Believe I'm, I'm, it. I am. I and, and of course, being very serious about that. I'm being serious. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think with the paint. Uh, I mean, I think with the comic book when Kiss did it, it was like a vial of blood in a giant vat of ink, right? So it was more symbolic than anything. But what you're telling me is that the ratio was significant, right? That we're not talking like below a decimal point when we're looking at like right right we're we've crossed over to you know beyond uh, you know point something uh when when looking and, and i just think that uh that's a little bizarre yeah it's almost uh it's uh it sounds like um like uh well it, it, it it's hard it sounds like a marketing gimmick you know if i'm being realistic i love don't get me wrong I love Ibanez. In fact, for many times I've said, if there was ever a brand I'd like to say that's like sort of like my brand, it's probably Ibanez. Why is that? Um, because my first nice guitar was an Ibanez, um, a 2350, a.k.a. the Ibanez Les Paul, a.k.a. the Ibanez Lawsuit. So what you're saying, what I'm hearing is your first guitar is an important guitar that plays a role on your later purchasing decisions. It depends on the first guitar. If my That wasn't really my first electric 
My first, see how I said it was my first nice electric yeah. guitar? I had had several, you know, Harmony crap and uh, uh, Aria ES335, you know, which was not, wasn't a bad guitar, but even at 14 years old, I knew that that Ibanez was a much better guitar than the, you know, than the Aria I had been playing for six years. And who was playing Ibanez at the time when you got your Ibanez? I was so stupid, I thought Ibanez was the import label for Gibson. Right. And so um, I thought that I was buying a Gibson, but it was just their import line. And so they gave it a fancy Spanish name, which we, which is supposed to be Ibanez. Yeah. But of course, we're American, and we're like, is that Ibanez? <laughs> and... It just goes on from there. and you know, uh, It's funny you said that because Bouguera Amps is made by Behringer. And, you know, Behringer and the amplifier market didn't do too well. Right. Uh, so they came out with a very European Bougera, you know, this very European name. Uh, so it's basically it was all rebranded uh, with, you know, uh, uh, inspired by circuits. Right. And um, they wanted a letter that was at the front of the dictionary. Right. Uh, and something that sounded very Spanish. Isn't that funny how a little bit of marketing will make someone, you know, make it sound so exotic? Do you remember Gold Star um, electronics products in the late 70s and early 80s? No. Remember Gold Star? It was a pretty crappy brand. That brand is LG today. Really? Yeah, they, they couldn't overcome their crappiness, and they decided to do sort of a re, you know, a redo, a rebrand. And Well, they sort of redid the company, too, and they, they tried to come out with more quality products. Mm-hmm. And uh, they knew they couldn't just come out with new quality products because the Gold Star name had you know a lot of stank on it, and they, you, you, they couldn't get rid of it. And so they had to rebrand and just start fresh again. Hmm. Yeah, uh, um, I might do a cut there. Um, Cool. Um, I am going to just ask you guys a a little bit more about the event here. Okay. We'll do a wrap up because these are only going to be like. Dude, we could talk. Well, you know, we can talk. Yeah, this is great. This is great. Okay. I hope we're not too mellow. I feel like I'm on. Let's have a lap this stuff because that's what makes for good podcasts is when like segues just naturally happen. Right. That's what people want to do. They want to go down those rabbit holes. Right, right, so, right. Yeah, so this is cool. Um, okay. You didn't think you were going to hear about Gold Star, did you? No. Well, you're <laughs> in the paint. Yeah. <laughs> that I have to come up with like weird names for all of the podcasts, and, and that it will be something to do with the two weirdest things. You know what they should call it? You're in the army now. <laughs> um, cool. Okay. You should uh, say I, uh, um, Ibanez may be mixing urine in the paint. You know, learn all about it. <laughs> Warning. Warning. <laughs> yeah, see if, see if Ivan is. They don't see you. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, um, okay, cool. <clears throat> so back to, uh, back to the GitCon, the, the very event that we're, we're kind of here for. Um, is, there, is there anything else that you're especially looking forward to checking out that you haven't checked out yet? Um, have you seen, like, for example, have you seen like the tiny Joyo amps that are kicking around? There's a there's a a, a, a guitar builder from Jerusalem here as well. I can't remember the name of those those guitars, but the Jerusalem guitars are very interesting because they're made from very old woods. Uh-huh. He gets these very old woods that are at least like fifty to seventy years old, and he makes his 
he makes his uh, guitars from those from those woods and they and you know whether um I'm, I'm not crazy about the headstock design on the guitar. Oh, see, now that is a point of contention. Right. People have e- either been, damn, this is the best headstock I've ever seen, which I actually think. Right. But like, or people have been like, that That looks awful because it is, it's simple. It's a very simple straight it, headstock. It's not very, it's not ornate at all. No. It's a very simple design. But it's almost, because it's straight, it's almost a bit metal. And, right. And to have that sort of a headstock on on something that these are these are relict strat and telly style guitars very vintage looking i would say is what the vibe that they're yeah. you know that they're going for and uh, what was the other one you had mentioned uh the, the what the joyo amps the, yeah have you checked those out i have um they're great and what i found out is is how they named oh them. yes that naming scheme was just brilliant have you, do you know about the naming scheme? Uh, the bold colors indicate the type of amp it is. Yeah, but not only that, but the name. So, like, the Vivo. Yeah, that's the 5150, yeah. which I just thought was brilliant. Yeah. I, uh, I can't remember what the Fender one was, um, but it had the, the letters B and J in it for Blues Junior. Yeah. Um, right. And, yeah, and there's, there's one that's got... That, that has A and C and the letters will be right, split and there's up. one that's M and B for Mesa Boogie yeah, and exactly. it very cleverly sort of gives a little nod and of course those letters in the name it's like why are these two letters slightly bolder than these other two and it's just to tip you off that yeah. this is the sound see I, I went over for. to sort of ask a, like have a look at these amps and uh, and the designer comes around and starts being like oh yeah and we th- this white for, for the name and I was kind of for a minute I was like what, why is he telling me about like the font of the of the name on this amp like if i was trying to sell someone an amp this is not the go-to right. thing but it's actually such a such a cool way of we actually did uh stop by his booth because we were having an argument about whether it was pronounced joyo which is how i've been pronouncing the whole the entire for the last uh-huh. year or so or joyo because he was my friend was pronouncing it joyo i go it's joyo he goes it's joyo and we headed right over to the Jojo booth. I was actually wrong. It is Jojo. It is Jojo. It is Jojo. And I could not believe it. I was like, oh, he's always one step ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Totally got burned. He was right. I was wrong. It is. It's Jojo. And I've been calling it Jojo as well. So that's like there is a, uh, there's a company called, and I'm going to spell it. I'm going to ask you both how you pronounce it. We'll start with you. (laughs) H-O-T-O-N-E. How do you pronounce that? Okay, so this is actually a huge topic on the normal Guitar Neds podcast as well because we refuse to call it anything other than Hotone. Okay, now, uh, what do you call it? I was calling it Hotone as well. Okay, so me too. I was calling it Hotone, but then somebody mentioned it was called Hot One, and then somebody else was calling it, wait, it would be Hot One or Hot, yeah, Hotone. So right. which one is it? Well, apparently it's Hot Tone. Hot Tone. Yeah, exactly. But wow. But I'm still I'm <laughs> going to insist on always calling it Hotone, which that's, I think is a way better name. That's like a marketing blunder, isn't it? I mean, if you want to call a company, you want people to call your product correctly and everyone's right. there's three different ways you could pronounce it. Well, that's why the Chevy Nova was renamed down in Mexico because Nova literally means no go. And so you can't have a car that's like the Chevy no go. Um, it's a tough sell. Yeah. <laughs> so. That's why, do you know, that's why Ibanez uh, brands all of its guitars by, you know, uh, 
you know, like RGXXX. Right, a, a, a string of numbers and letters. It mean nothing, so they could sell it anywhere on Earth without confusion. Oh, that actually, that makes a little sense. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, that's, that's actually, a, they have created their first blunder this year when they released the RG Dix series. The RGDIX series is now a, is now a thing, which right. I think is maybe their first... Right. step into into creating names that right, can right, be misinterpreted. Right. But, but that's probably a, a translation innocent mistake. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Sure. And a phonetic thing. They're like, no, it's D I X. And you're like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> now let me tell you, the English speaking world looks at that and they read it a certain way. And um it, it, and we always read it as And this male dominated industry will pass on that. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, basically. Okay. Well, um, well, you know, I, I think um, I was also sort of a little taken by uh, just Framus. I didn't know a ton about Framus instruments. I don't see them no. other than the NAM show back yeah. in the States. Uh, I really don't, you know, they're not in our local giant music chain. So, uh, you know, I was really impressed by the Framus guitars. I've probably played a half a dozen or a dozen since I've been here, and I thought every single one of them was pretty damn nice in fact one of them i thought looked very plain and i picked it up i said this is a really nice guitar it had a beautiful tone it played wonderfully and um it goes to show you sometimes you can i guess it wraps back to our earlier time or our earlier conversation where i was not attracted to the guitar you know when i looked at it i was like oh jesus very sort of you know spartan you know very plain and uh well, it was really nice playing and sounding guitar. So, I, I suppose sound and playability can overcome looks, but I wonder if looks can overcome a really dog player. Yeah, I, I, I think it can. And that goes back to our conversation earlier. Right, right. If you are enamored by a, an instrument for whatever the reason might be, it reminds you of the, the guitar that you had when you were growing up, whatever the case may right. be, I think you'll naturally become more forgiving. Um, but if the guitar is a dog, um, and uh, but it plays phenomenal, you may pass on that. Yeah, admittedly, that Framus had no margin of error. Like <laughs> it was walking a fine line. It, all I had to do was like not like one little thing about so, I mean, it, let's, let's, and I would have been dismissive. But I, I I could not find a fault in it. I really did, really did. Um, so, I guess sort of uh, smash my own preconceptions and biases about the instrument. So here you go. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to test you right now. What was the name of the guitar company from Israel that you were talking, or Jerusalem that you were talking about? I don't think we remember the name. Okay. But so we, know, we, we all know the if, one we're talking if, about. If they walked over to you and said, hey, here, you, uh, someone from Gitcon said, hey, we have uh, two options for you. You can have their guitar for free. Take one of their guitars. Go enjoy it. Or for 200 bucks, you could have that Satch model. I'd probably spend the 200 on the Satch. <laughs> Case closed. Honest. Thank you. Here you go. <laughs> Even though those other guitars are nice, they're really nice. You, yeah. That Satch is calling my name, bro. You're, you are a hundred percent on your own because those that, that Jerusalem guitar manufacturer. Oh, you didn't like the headstock. Oh, yeah. And plus, I didn't care for the headstock. Um, and, and you know what? And their neck profile is probably a touch thicker than what I like. Right. Um, they were very, yeah, deep 50s. Yeah, yeah, it's like a deep 50s style, which I get. I know what they're going for, and that actually makes sense. You don't want to put a Ibanez wizard neck on a vintage-looking S-style or T-style guitar. Sure. That makes sense. Um, but that Ibanez Satriani did have a wizard neck. 
and as I've been saying for years, it turns mere mortals into wizards. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Um, okay, cool. Thank you guys both for, for coming on the uh, Guitar Nerds podcast. Um, I hope you have a, a great time at the rest of GitCon. Um, just for, for our listeners, if, if anyone hasn't uh, checked you out, um, can you tell us where people can find your channels? Sure. I'm, uh, I'm on YouTube at Pixie Licks. That's P-I-X-X-Y-L-I-X-X-X. And I have a YouTube channel called The Tone King. And uh, that the the you are if you just go to YouTube and type in the Tone King, I'm sure you'll find me. Uh, and I also have the website called thetoneking.com. And I uh, hope to see you there. Thanks. Thanks for giving me an opportunity to join you on the podcast. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Absolutely. No problem. And um, and you know, likewise, if you want to ask any questions to anyone here at Gitcom, get involved in the discussion on the uh, on the Facebook forum. That's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash guitar nerds forum. Uh, we've got loads more stuff coming f- uh, coming to you sort of as uh, as Gitcom carries on. So thanks very much for uh, checking in guys and we'll see you next time deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.